The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or position. You better think. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's what? What's what? Thank you for joining me tonight. I am the goddess Chaz. You know me. Chaz Thrill, the Empress Lady Cake Mix. And you are here on another Thursday, November the 2nd, 2023. Can you believe it? It's November the 2nd already. I'm like, hold up, wait a second. This year is flying and it definitely has been trying. But guess what? You just keep on trying. We're almost done another one. And sooner than you know, we will be looking at the year 2024. Oh, my goodness. I remember when the year 2000 was coming in. That was taking us for a spin. Everybody was talking about the year was going in in 2000. I remember making jokes because that's the year that I was going to be graduating high school. And I was like, oh, if I see this big ball of fire or whatever they was claiming, I God was going to destroy the world. I'm going to run as if I could outrun it, right? Um, but those just used to be really drunk jokes that I used to come up with amongst me and my friends. So I'm like, wow, that was 2000. And look at here. 23 years later, and we are approaching 2024. Oh, wow, wow. You better live. Okay, thank you again for joining me tonight. Look, I'm gonna tell you this. It's people that I thought that will be watching that's not watching, but guess what? I am not stopping. Watch God, don't watch me. That's all I'm gonna say. And that's why tonight's topic is. Hot to be hip. <laughs> I'm going off of that spin of hot to be hip because I also wanted to announce that later on tonight on my guest segment of Living It, I got my friend, Sean Fella, who has become my friend, or I'm going to say my fam, from being a guest on the show previously. Now, the first time Sean came on the show, um, we discussed his lawsuit against the U.S. Tennis Association. I believe that's the correct name, okay? Um, but basically, he was a security guard. He called them out for some type of discrimination. And he actually was victorious in his suit against them. Um, but from that, Sean did continue to go on to do security, I believe, but then also became an excess distributor, which we're going to talk about tonight. Y'all remember when I drank the, uh, the energy drink that didn't have any sugar? and everything on the show. So he's gonna talk about that. And then also the 50th year of hip hop. Yes, um, he let me know that he's doing like some YouTube videos now, like discussing hip hop artists. He wanna give his opinion why old artists, well, I ain't gonna say old, but the ones that been out, been out, right? Um, shows are selling out more so now than the recent hip hop artists and all of that. So 
If you're watching now or if you're not watching, call a friend, tell them to tune in because I am having a guest tonight. But getting on my topic, just to tell you a little bit, hot to be hip, like I was finishing up my thought, right? People always want to hop on what is hip, okay? Like people don't have their own minds. I mean, y'all be out here liking stuff that y'all don't even like because other people like it. And then the stuff that y'all supposed to like, y'all don't start liking it until y'all see other people liking it. I'm talking about even down to the Facebook post. Oh, dare for somebody to be the first one to like, love, laugh, be sad, or even angry at your comment. But baby, once they see people and it's getting some buzz, and everybody got something to say, y'all is a mess with that. Y'all really be hopping to be hit. Running around here, hopping, breaking y'all legs and y'all backs to be hip. You get me? And me, never. Always showing love. Chess World, Chastity, Janae Dorsey, that's my government. Never will be a hater. Always love. But it amazes me, or should I take that back? It does not amaze me at all that the people who I thought were hot on my stuff. <laughs> you know, watch my show, family, friends, would even dare like my page because I certainly sent it out to everybody. Like this page, let everybody know what I was doing. And guess what? The response has been, even in showing love to my dead city, Baltimore City, like the majority of my friends on my social media platforms are my Baltimoreans, all my fam that's right here in my hometown. But do you believe that I get more love from out-of-towners that I got, you know what I mean? It's, it's just baffling to me. I, I say it's baffling, but it's not because I already know how it go. You know what it is and you know what it gives, okay? So I just live. That's right. But yeah, y'all got to stop doing that. Y'all got to stop, stop doing that. And I'm not necessarily saying show love or be into something that you don't like because you like the person or vice versa. But how you on there saying happy birthday to 50 Cent and you was just with your cousin last week and you hesitate to say happy birthday to them or share them a happy birthday post. Like stuff like that. Stuff like that, that's crazy. How you have a family member that has a business doing anything or a friend that has a business doing something that you indulge in brother be selling shoes selling food selling whatever you ain't gotta like it i mean by all means if you go try the food and you don't like it then don't eat it but y'all skip over them just to go and get what y'all feel is hit and it'd be nasty like people really be hopping on these bandwagons of stuff that is hip. And then when you share your honest opinion about it, then you're a hater. Or or because you don't like it. You know, I'm not gonna call any names, it's been a couple of restaurants and stuff, or a couple of things that came out here in Baltimore and everybody like really hopped on it, pumped it up. I went and tasted it, or I went to go there to get the experience for myself and hated it. <laughs> Two snacks of the twist, like <laughs> like a living color back in the days, right? The vent or whatever. But I like hated it, or I didn't like it. I ain't gonna say hate, I didn't like it. No, I'm gonna say hate. I hated it, right? And then if you try to say something, people will be like, Oh, you 
you know, you ain't a hater. Or if it is something that's like that and it's very nice or something that somebody is doing is for like instance, that. For, huh? instance, for instance. Yeah. You want me to say it again? I want you to say, for instance, I want you to give us an example of what you hated. Another. <laughs> Hey, Marnie, I hated it, but I ain't trying to be hateful. So <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't trying to be hateful. Okay, no, it's not even about being hateful. Because for real, for real, y'all pumped me up. And I did hop on it to be happy. Like, for the food, nacho bangers. Went and spent my money. Proud of the black brother. Proud. Glad that you got a banger or whatever way you can make money. But it just wasn't that great. And for that money, I was like, hold up. The one who just now had the review, that which name? Who's that? Uh, Miss Carter's. No hate, sis. It was good. I heard she back in the kitchen cooking again or whatever. So, but I don't know. I guess you hire people or whatever. But when I came to try, everything was burned. Everything was scorched. So I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. But people was really pumping it up. like. And then when I said, oh, no, because them turkey wings or that that I got was nasty. Oh, girl, you being a hater. You don't support nothing from Baltimore. No, I did go and support. But it wasn't given, which y'all was telling me. It just wasn't. Like, it just wasn't. And even certain people. See, I don't even want to call And this is like, I don't know what, you know. My advice, learn stuff for yourself, not only stuff, but also people, okay? Because some people can tell you something so negative or so something so bad about a person or a thing, and then when you go try it for yourself, it's awesome, and vice versa. They'll tell you all of these good things, and then when you go experience it for yourself, whether it be that event, that activity, or whatever else like that, you go try it for yourself. And it's nothing. So, yeah, stop with all of that. So, y'all got me on here <laughs> venting and ranting. And I forgot to give all honor where it is due. Y'all know how I do. I got to get my prayer, my praise on right here on this platform every time. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Just praying, sending up those blessings, sending up that praise for you and I, and then we're going to keep on talking about some of this stuff because I definitely got some what in the what and some what in the world before my guest segment of living it comes on, okay? So dear Heavenly Father, I come to you thanking you again. I said it once and I said it before. If I had a million, trillion, billion tongues, I cannot thank you enough. Oh, Father God, send the spirit of peace, the spirit of perseverance upon us, oh, Father God. Let us know and be assured that nothing beats a failure but a trial, Lord. Oh, God, it's because of you. We can recognize that a trial can be sent, turned into a triumph. A test can be turned into a testimony, oh, Father God. A mess can be turned into a blessing. So I just want to say thank you, Father God. Continue to keep us. Continue to hold us, oh, Father God. Release and take away the spirit of procrastination. Continue to work on us, God. Continue to protect us and bless us in this world. Let us, although we are in the world, turn away from 
being too focused on the world and our worldly possessions, oh, Father God. Let us just live, Lord. Let it be more love, more life. Let's live. I thank you. Amen. Amen. Ashe. All of that. Ashe. Whatever you say, right? All praises to God. Because why I was already going on about people hopping on something because it's hip, just please know you can do whatever you want to do because it's always uh, another side to that, right? Sometimes you have plans and you've been telling your friends or your mans, your girls or whoever what your plan is. And I'm going to tell you this, anybody not cheering, rooting for you, is betting against you. Yes, take people, people opinions are okay, but let it be that, an opinion, okay? If you have a thought to start a business, you have a thought to do something for yourself, to be more and to evolve, just listen. Just pay attention to the people you're sitting around and you're talking to and you say, oh yeah, I want to do this or I want to expand this while I'm trying to evolve in this area, whatever I'll say that. And just listen, just listen, just listen. First, if a person even want to give you a pain about it, the first response should be yes, yes, do it, right? And then they may give you some tips and give you some advice. But if you constantly sharing what your ambitions are, what your goals are, and you got that person right there, what you're telling you, oh, I don't know. How you going to do it? You ain't going to be able to do that. If they not rooting and cheering for you, trust me, they are betting against you. And see, what they doing is they hopping on what's it. Because see, they don't have your thought. They don't know where your passion lies, right? So we talked about that before, right? That anytime when you're trying to elevate, it's always going to be a spur of deflation around you trying to knock you down. But you do it. Because people going to hop on it to be hit. Look, I'm going to run my topic in the hole, right? I am. Because there is so much the truth. It is so much the truth. It is so much the truth. I don't get it. And then when people do have, um, you know, different businesses and it be going and it be it or whatever. And you be somewhere else and you be giving it praise. There's always somebody there wishing it down. Oh, or I can go here. Y'all know what it is. I'm just saying you better live. Hey, Mika, I know I seen her pretty face up in the comments, but it came up too fast and I could not read it i'm squinting my eyes i gotta do better i thought i was gonna have up my uh comment section right here so i could see it closely but like always yes please okay so i used to think that however i'm learning that a lot of people don't know how to root for themselves so they can't possibly cheer or wish me well and that's okay too oh Yes, Mika. That is a great point. That's exactly it too as well. So thank you for making that point because that is the truth. People cannot give you what they don't have themselves. And unfortunately, oh no, it really is a fortunate thing. People a lot of times are going to think of you the way that they think of themselves. So if they feel defeated, if they feel like they can't accomplish nothing, 
if they feel or they know that they are messy, hmm. then they surely going to think that again. But you are absolutely right. I mean, you don't need accolades from anybody. You don't need acknowledgement from anybody. I mean, My so. simple point was to I'm pay like attention. But right, if people don't have it in their self, they can't give it to you. So that's a great thing or whatever to acknowledge, Mika, because you already know if you can't root for you, then who else? Okay? But that's the truth. If people don't have it, yes, 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 this, that part. If people don't have it in it, they can't give it. If they ain't got it, they can't give it. That go with anything. And I'm going to break it down real simple for you. Just like borrow money. If I ain't got $20 and you ask me for $20, I'm going to give it to you. Some people did. Try to pay their own. But I'm just saying. So if people ain't got love in them, it's going to be hard for them to give it away. It is. If people don't like their self, it be, it's hard for them to like anything else. It's hard for them to love that that other person. It's hard for people to, to like that. I always say that I'm a sister with discernment, right? And because I know I don't have no hating bone on my body, with my discernment, baby, I can step in the room and read hate them real quick, real quick. But see, the, the thing about me is once I'm on to it, I know how to play it off. I know how to play it off. People will be mad at you because you got a pretty smile and then it's crooked. And even when you, you smile crooked, it's still pretty. They'll still be bad. I'm just saying. Look, I want to say that too, right? Like I've heard several times people have told me, because that's one thing that I'm going to talk about. So my guests come on here a little bit with my what and the what's because it definitely was a what and the what, right? Uh, Kaya, y'all know Kaya, the rapper, my neck, my back, right? Um, was my girl. I've been hit to her, so it's not even hopping on it or liking her because she was out. Because a lot of people didn't like her when she was out. Um, but currently, you know, Kaya does her gag order thing that she used to be on with T.S. Madison. That's a little bit that I got a lot familiar with T.S. Madison. Not that I hadn't seen her before, but when they were on that show together, that's how I really, like, you know, was in tune and, you know, got more than all she was. But the gag order, Kaya continues to do it. It's hilarious, you know. She she's famous for the nastiest and the legendary reading that she does, right? I mean, read for filth, honey. Um, reads them down. Uh, but you know, a couple of times in my life, people say, you know, you look like I'm like, oh, Kaya, right? And I had discussed it with somebody else, and what they told me was like, oh yeah, Chat, they trying to be a read because Kaya. <laughs> Kaya is not pretty or she's not attractive. So I just want y'all to know it's not a read for me. And I never, I always thought that she was a nice looking lady, you know, so thank you. And also to be a chocolate sister, like, cause I always was opposite. When I was younger, I used to get teased, you know, my brother, you know, just playing. He used to always tell me I was adopted, right? <laughs> uh, because of the texture in my hair, my color of my skin, uh, my father being Indian, right? And he's always telling me you adopted. And then I remember one point in my life, he used to call me Puerto Rico. Ho, tell me I was Puerto Rican. Tell me, and I really used to be believing him. Like, mom, I'm a I'm be like, no, girl, you better shut up. But when I was younger, I know everybody was into the light skin thing. I always wanted to be darker. I, when I was younger, I wished that I was darker. I just always thought 
um, as I am a black woman. I just always thought that black was beautiful, but I love black skin. And that's probably why I love me a black man now. Like black, black, black man. I look better with light skin guys because I've seen a picture, right? <laughs> but dark skin, I just, it's just something about a chocolate. You gotta be brown skin. You get you gotta be my complexion or darker. I mean, I take them black as the night. I take them black where I can't even see your teeth. I mean, all we can see is your teeth when, when the light, right? Without light. Uh, but yeah, and I was talking to somebody and they was like, Oh girl, they is coming for you because Kaya don't look like nothing. And I was like, No, it, it's not a read for me. And I'm gonna let them know that. And the next person told me that, baby, I might send a comment to Kaya so she can read you on the um <laughs> on a gag order uh but one of the last things you know people had hopped on the artist sexy red and one of the last artists that she read fulfilled was sexually red right and that content there they said that it probably didn't even take her 10 minutes to read it uh i mean to to write it or prepare for it because basically everything she was saying was the truth and i know sexy red they try to clap back um and everything but just please stop. You know, that's what Kaya does. That's her platform or whatever else like that. I know, I know, I know. You want to defend yourself when people talk about you and talk about you so harshly and everything else like that. But she do it for gags. You know, it's for gags for her. So then when you try to come back, you're you going to choke. You know, you want more, you want more than gag because the gag is the choke, right? When you like gag, like God clutch your pearls, right? You might die the way this lady be reading. So, yeah, shout out to Kaya. I know y'all know her for my neck and my back. Um, but I loved her song, Don't Trust No No. No, you know, no. And um, and her album, Thug Misses, I just can't remember it. Um, I'm more up on my poetry now. Um, but those who know me know that I'm st still do hip hop. Hip hop to me is poetry. Um, which is spoken word. I always call it performing spoken art, you know, so I'm still interested in doing that, but I loved her and yeah, a lot of people didn't. And back then I did. I remember having a CD. I remember the cover and everything. I remember having it in my CD changer that was in my trunk. And I used to rock that whole thug missus, especially don't trust no nut. Uh, but that sexy read, you know, I guess when she came out and she was popular, you know, a lot of people hopped on her persona, was thinking it was slick, her and Sue on, you know, and, you know, kudos to the sisters for having, I guess, careers or whatever else like that. But I never liked it. I never liked it. And that's something that people hopped on, I feel, because it's hit at that time. I never liked it. I never liked it. I never liked it. Sorry. My honest opinion. I never liked it. I never liked it. And basically the whole beef started because they were saying that she was just like Kaya because Kaya had that neck in my back and everything else like that. And I agree with Kaya, you know, when she was coming back, she said, don't, don't compare me to them hoes. Because me, I still was the lady. And me also, I, I talked about that, but I talked about it from like the powerful side of being a woman, like, yeah, that's what we doing. That music to me just is like truck, tramp, whole stamp, like we gonna get dug. Like, like no respect for that self. But like Mika said, if they don't have it, 
they can't give it out. So no respect, no nothing for that stuff. But do your thing, boo. You got red hair. So that's the only thing that I was feeling. But not even her red. I wasn't even feeling that on her. But uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I just had to mention it. Because we was like, yeah, you look like Kaya. And I was like, i never seen it. Now, I've heard several things. People, um, Jill Scott. I remember one time somebody said, um, who was the other one? Uh, not Chris. Is that Michelle? No, not Chris. I got to get the names. Not Chris. Show Michelle. Um, it was another one. The old singer. Her name sucks with an S. She's a singer. She's my girl, too. I got to tell you the next time I had heard that before. Somebody was like, you know, you really look like her. Um, one of my friends, her cousin, told me I look like Mario Mother. That died. I was like, so I've been heard that I don't look like different people. So I don't know what y'all be coming up with. Yeah, y'all think I look like Aya? I did used to wrap my hair and everything else like that, like an Erica do thing. But I don't see it. Maybe we got the same shape of eyes. Y'all got, got some similarities. Huh? Y'all do have similarities. Y'all do. Oh, okay. Nose. Okay. It's some similarities there, y'all mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I see. And that's what I was ready to say. Now, I was ready to say the, the shape of the eyes. And then I was already saying, say, you know, we, slam your hand down on the table and say, gag order. Gag order. <laughs> gag. <laughs> For y'all coming trying to read me, is this from Kaya? The gag is on <laughs> you. Because y'all is gagging that she is doing her thing. You are being charged with being a hater on the system, okay? <laughs> Kaya be reading down. So I see little stuff, you know, like I, you know, my eyes. And when, when you say the mouth, I think the teeth. Because both of us got some. <laughs> so white teeth and ain't been worked on. So they all my, they, they all my teeth. They not no veneers or nothing like that. But like I said, it's not a read to me. Because she looked good to me, but I just had to bring it up because somebody said that it was a read. And I was like, really? And then when I seen her latest read on gag order, when she was talking about sexy red and everything else like that, I was like, yeah, you know, she has got on Trina. I agree with her too. Like Trina, you know, she proclaims to be the queen of the South. But Kaya said that that is definitely her because she was writing and producing her own music. She spoke on that when she was saying that people was calling her a hater. When she was calling Trina out for being like this, this better than everybody. And she was like, only people know you because you was, you know, messing with Trick, even though they deny that because, you know, Trick was married to her cousin. Uh, they deny that. But she was like, she just never was, she never was like that. And she said, Trina just always had this personality and this attitude, like I'm better. And even though I was a fan of Trina um, from her music, um, don't know Nan, I just liked it, you know, and everything I'll say that. Well, from that one song, not nothing else. I just like to have verse on that song. I used to jump off on that. Um, but when I watched her on the reality show, um, Love and Hip Hop, I ain't like her. I ain't like her no more because that's that's exactly how she used to be coming off. And I was like, Kaya was right. And I just seen her on the interview saying the same thing. Like, yeah, when I was calling her out for that years ago, people was telling me that I was a hater. But again, they was hopping to be hip, hopping on something hip. And when somebody does not agree with it, then you the hater. Because everybody loving it right now. 
And then it goes back both ways because then whatever you're doing, if everybody loving it right now, then it's going to be some people that hate it. And just like I said, if they ain't talking, what they say, if they ain't hating or something like that, you ain't doing nothing right. So just keep on keeping on. Please know that people are breaking their legs and their backs to hop to be hip. But I'm going to tell you this. If you got to tell them who you is, then you ain't it. The thing is, when a person can say it and they already know what it is. You get what I'm saying? When people say your name, when people say your name, the name of your business, whatever, and somebody can already tell you what it is, yeah, you it, you that, you that. But if you guys say a name, like Marnie just now <laughs> did me when I told him I was going to discuss something else, um, what was in streets? And I was like, wait a minute, Monty. I didn't talk about that several times on the show. But he like, what's that? I like, oh, it ain't it. Because <laughs> if you say the name and you gotta break it all down, then yeah, if you gotta tell people who you is, then you ain't it. <laughs> Remember, Chase Rule told you that. <laughs> but anyway, Kaya is beautiful to me. So if anybody thought they was coming for me, calling me Kaya, bye. <laughs> How you doing? And you can keep on gagging. <laughs> and I think it's our face too. We got some long faces. We got some long faces. It's all right, Gaia. You know, the, the, the little pronounced chin and the full, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my sister. That's what? I would love to be on the gag or the show or hearts coming through minds telling y'all you better live. So that's what it is. Next topic. All right, right here in the state of Maryland, or should I say Baltimore well, City? Move on. It is 7.30 and your guest is here. It is, and my guest is here. All right, without further ado, I had to bring this brother back on. Y'all already know, once you become a guest, even if you were not a guest before, but once you become one, I always say... You are welcome back anytime. So I'm definitely pleased that Mr. John Feller reached back out to me to be a guest, and he is here tonight. What's going on, Sean? Sean Feller. Well, I guess he's still trying to get his things together. I'm not sure if you on mute or not, Sean. I do see that you have your camera off. If you're more comfortable with that, then that's fine. By all means, I keep it off because I do want you to be comfortable. Um, but if you can hear me, turn on your camera, turn on your, your mic so we can hear you. So I don't know what happened, but I do see my guest screen has dropped off. So. I'm not sure. This is what happened, guys, when you live, right? Y'all better live for it still, though. Uh, this is what happened when you're on live. It looked like we having a little bit technical difficulties. I don't know if it's on our end. Doubt if it's on my end, because I got the great money over there on the production tip, on the CEO tip. Um, but, Sean, if you hear I think you better live. You know you family. Have, uh, tell him, uh, you know, he might have to go out and come back in. Okay. Hey, Sean, if you hear me, you heard what Moni just said. You might just have to close um, the link that was sent to you and come back in, good brother. 
make sure your camera is on and your mic is on as well and let's do it i'm sitting here and i'm waiting um however if something doesn't go as planned tonight meaning you can't be get on for that reason it's all good the same way you reached out to me to come on today you know that you're always welcome okay all right so while we're waiting for our guests to come back through um or if he's not we will find out on my guest segment of living it i'm going to get into some of these what's and the what's well first thing that i wanted to mention because i have talked about it before on the show was the case of merlin mosby you know merlin mosby is our former state's attorney that was here uh she did not get reelected. we do have a new state's attorney who is ivan bates um the reason i'm bringing it up about merlin mosby because her trial um which she did successfully per her request get moved out of the city of baltimore has begun what they are alleging is fraud on Ms. Merlin Park. What they are saying is due to COVID, the pandemic, wasn't that too long ago, right? They are saying that she pulled money from out her pension without penalty, basically saying that she was having financial hardship. FBI, the government is saying that is a lie, that Ms. Merlin Mosby did not have any financial hardship her salary was actually higher during those years of COVID than what she reported. The money she bought from her, pulled from her pension, she was not penalized, and she went on to buy two properties, I believe, in the state of Florida. Did she? Yeah, I believe in Florida. Still Florida, not the state California is, but Florida is the, um, you know, that's where she pulls up from the properties. So her case is getting started. I've talked about it on the air, off the air, uh, and I just say this because it's leading into the next person that I'm going to talk about who lied actually time and time again to get money and more stuff for him. How I feel about Merlin Mosley case, yes, if, if, if they feel as though um, her finances were not lower and she should not have received this money, because that was not her situation. My thing is, make her pay the penalty. Make her pay the fee. But to make it appear as if she did a criminal act where what she did affected somebody else, like she did not apply for PBB loan. Wasn't it a PBB? <laughs> she didn't do any of that. She didn't take money from the government she didn't apply for rental assistance uh we talked about that as uh, far as the other lady when we were talking about that money from what is that ramon is that a be more accent yeah <laughs> it certainly is baltimore city all day uh they they say we got an accent i'll be tripping when i go to other parts uh out of town and everything, people automatically know, where you from, Baltimore? I heard one person tell me I got a Baltimore, D.C., and a Virginia, all blind up, bend up in one. I was like, wait a minute, I'm definitely Baltimore. Um, but I am guilty where when I'm around people, if I'm around, not that I'm mocking anybody, but 
I be noticing, and I think I just do it for last amongst myself. When I go into the nail shop to get my nails, the way they talk to me, I be talking back to them. They call me, I be like, yeah, yeah, ta <laughs> So it changes. But yes, I am. I do apologize. I didn't catch the name. I think it's a Ramon uh, Smith. But yes, I am from Baltimore. Is that Ramon? Raymond? You know I'm stretching my eyes. But yes, Mr. Smith, I do see it. Um, and, and yes, I am from Baltimore. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised and proud of it. I'm trying to get better. Okay. Because <laughs> Marnie, I love my accent, but sometimes my the way I pronounce words. See, I was ready to give you the word that I made up, Marnie. What I say? My pronunciation. No, that is a word. You ain't with some of your not. One already. I just didn't point it out. <laughs> The word is accolades. Accolades. What I say? I, I don't know. It was something See, real. Morning, I think I'll be saying it right, but you just you just be waiting to catch me. You See, tried to say it real fast, like it was gonna slip past me, but I caught it. I saw it and I said something. You just didn't hear me when I said that's not that word. Oh, and, and then I always say what I say. <laughs> and then sometimes I think I'll be saying it right, but Moni just be on me and be trying to catch it. Uh, but Merlin Mosby, yeah, she is going to trial. They're trying to lock this sister up. They're trying to say that she lied, basically saying her income was less when they saying she actually was one of the people that was blessed during the COVID, uh, that whole pandemic of 2020. And that's what they got her on trial for. She actually was indicted for that. I also gagged, gag order in the name of my sister, Kaya about her getting a divorce. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, I was like, dang, Baltimore break anybody. <laughs> you, if you be a lovely couple in Baltimore, don't, don't talk to nobody. Don't put your social media nothing because they will break you down. Part, I, I mean, I wish school. I just wish I could catch her. You know, you know, I always used to see her. The last time I saw her, it was at, um, what's that restaurant? Um, Evolve. Okay. And she was with her children, so I didn't really like, you know, put my journalistic hat on. It was right. <laughs> right. It just seems so suspect. It did about this divorce because I I, I, I want to be able to be platonic in my my what I think is going on there, but I just think he it, it feels as though it's like he's like trying to back off. It, it, off, off these decisions that was made by you know, like he doesn't want to be a part of this. He's just he uh, you know he because he's still a, a, a city representative, and he's just trying to get out of it. Hmm. I think that's what the this divorce is stemming from. Is like he's trying to you know he was playing in the cookie jar and like you said earlier hiding his hands. Hmm. Because again. Say it. Excuse me, y'all. He should have been a. He, uh, he, this shouldn't be a case. This was a case that helped. That you know, they got what they wanted. Is what I'm getting at. The people got what they wanted when they tried to bring this up during the election season when she was going up for re-election, and it worked. Whatever they were trying to do to discredit her worked because she didn't win re-election. 
Right. But you know what? I think that whole system, it being the FBI, the police or whatever it is, I think seriously, once Mobley got into office here and she did those indictments against those polices um, who were involved in killing Freddie Gray. Um, I just think that. And you know, the they reason why I said them. that though, about it not being, you know, because I, I was the one that told you about why they didn't just do the penalty, right? Gave mm -hmm. a penalty. There shouldn't be in cases. It just shouldn't be a case, regardless of yeah. how much money it was that was taken out of her, of her account. Because here we are, we're still talking about money that she put to the side and, you know, that, you know, she earned through her job in the pension. Right. It's her money. It will be her money when she reaches a certain age. I mean, it's her money currently because she could take it and take the penalty. But she she wasn't due the money until a certain age when, when it would be tax-free, right? Right. And she avoided the penalty because of the COVID if you was having... Right. That question, though, should have been what was brought up then, whether this was an actual hardship because you approved it as a hardship. The company itself or whoever is managing the fund approved it as a hardship. She didn't force it through. You know what I'm saying? Because she can't do that. That's the mechanism that's out of her control. And I'm sure they asked for. I'm sure they asked for documentation or whatever. And the only thing she can do is apply. You have to approve. The company that's managing it has to approve whether they accept it as a hardship or not. Well, if you didn't do your investigation on seeing if it was a hardship or not, and then try to base it off of her salary, that's still not. Enough. Just because she has a salary that's high doesn't mean she can afford to do what she wanted to do with her money, right? And then even still, it doesn't lead to criminal actions. It's still her money. You're still talking about taxing my money. That's not tax evasion. If you feel as though she did not have the financial hardship, then you should say then, then when she do her tax returns, this did not qualify as a financial hardship. Here's the penalty. And you Period. have to pay this. And that's a tax bill. Right. Not a jail sentence or a criminal case where you're wasting more money trying to prosecute. And now not only are you wasting more money to prosecute, now you moved into another jurisdiction where there's more tax dollars that have to go into covering this. Right. And she requested it moving into another jury um, jurisdiction. I, I know that still, now it's in another jurisdiction where that tax dollars have to come from there to cover this case. Right, exactly. But the reason why she had requested it because I guess her legal team had took a survey, and unfortunately, right here in the city of Baltimore, it was a high percentage who thought that she just was fraudulent, um, because of all I mean, of the stuff. That was change just because she used she changed jurisdictions. That's the thing. It's not going mm -hmm. to change because you change jurisdictions because they're going to be following the case regardless. Right, but she just felt like to be judged by a jury here. I guess I don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully. I'm switching between the soul. I don't know if you've seen that video. Water, I, on, I get real dry. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that video that I had posted a couple weeks but ago. But there's no sugar. Where they say that, you know, um, we need to do do something to overhaul the way we do juries in this country. We 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 think that we are picking people because they are peers. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be impartial but no one wants to do our jury duty and countrywide. Like I like jury duty because I like looking at cases though, but that's different right. between me and everybody But else. I like everybody looking at cases, but I don't necessarily like the jury duty. Everybody else is trying to avoid jury duty. So they were saying, why don't they make it a paid position? 
if it was a paid position that you had to go to school for and make these jurors understand the law, it would be a better situation because then it would be right. as if they were doing their job in securing right. a conviction or a guilty. I mean, a, a conviction or not guilty. Mm-hmm. And I also believe sometimes too in the jury because I know they say in the justice system it was to be a blind out of justice. But I believe like realistically, you know, anybody who's sitting on a jury, you know, depending on your experiences, depending on, you know, I'm going to say the traumas that may have been present in your life or someone else's life, you do have certain thoughts already or certain biases towards stuff. Just like how we, our thoughts can be so differently. Like the one when we talked about uh, the young guy, uh, the squeegee, the squeegee worker who killed the man, you know, our thoughts were so different. And then sometimes our thoughts are so different based on, you know, our life experiences and, you know, who we are, why we have thoughts, because sometimes the facts can be right there, but people still feel some type of way based on their experience. I said it before with the with the Trayvon Martin, just like how we're talking about this Marilyn Mosby thing. Like, Marnie, you know about finances, you having that, you know, that profession of accounting as well, you know, um, that's very prominent in your career and everything else like that. So you know about the money, you know what it consists of, like mm -hmm. when it comes to things like this, pensions and different things like that. So when you shared your opinion, you're like, yeah, well, just make her pay the penalty. And even right. though it's I just had that deal. bill run. It's a big deal and you so much worried because now you've had to consider her on a financial hardship now that you made her lose her job. Hello? You Hello. just out of her position. But just like, but look, I really, I really do believe like this next person that I'm ready to bring up and give y'all update on him. I really do believe what he's saying is that it's been a witch hunt. Unemployed. Yes. And like I said, I really do believe her with a financial hardship, knowing that now you've caused her a financial hardship. Mm. Would, why, why, wouldn't she qualify now? Can't we waive this um, now? Because hmm. now I got legal fees that I got to pay and I'm unemployed. And, and I'm unemployed. You're, causing well, me financial You're actually causing me financial hardship now. Yeah. Because these legal fees are racking up and now my husband wants to leave. Hmm. And you've made a broken home behind this as well. I wonder if they feel any guilt behind that. No, not at all. It has been a witch hunt on his lady head ever since she stepped against the grain and put an indictment out on the police. Ever since she stepped against the grain and really stopped a lot of harassment um, between the BCPD and the citizens of Baltimore. The community had her back during that. Right. I don't even know if it was that. I don't think that was it. I don't think. That but was no, no. Listen, listen. Community. community I, I'm not. Back. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the community not having her back now. Because if you remember, the community did have her back because we, I guess we did recognize those was things for us. But as they continue to witch hunt her, when I say they, I'm talking about the the entity, the the people, the police department. The, I think it was she was shunned because she's supposed to have been on the legal side and ride with them, and she was going against the grain. And as time went on and she remained in office and all this negativity that they put out about this lady, right? 
people began to then question, just like we hear now all the time, people are blaming because she did not want to uh, prosecute low-level crimes. Like, she didn't want to prosecute people for a bag of weed. Huh? Marijuana. Yeah, she didn't want to do that. If somebody got locked up but with a bag of weed, she didn't want now, to do that. And now you have to realize that she was absolutely correct, seeing as though it's legal 100%. But wait, now they blinding, they increased on other crimes, for, such as like the youth uh, violence getting out of hand here or, or youth committing crimes as if it never happened. But they're blaming all of that, her reign on her making that decision on a lot of like crime got out of control. I don't believe so. Okay. I believe it really got underhand, like put the handle on the harassment that we were experiencing a lot as black folks in Baltimore City. I mean, come on, they were slamming a gamble thing on down on us for any damn thing they could lock us up for. They were pulling us over if they smelled weed. That was one of the the reason is they could pull you pull you over. They could search your car if they smell weed. Um, they could find a crumb, a, a roach in your ashtray, and could lock you up or charge you for per- paraphernalia. I mean, things like that. So when she was saying that she is not prosecuting low-level crimes, those were the type of crimes she was talking about. And yes, we the people, mainly the black people, not only black people, but white people too, they were for it. But as time went on, and they began this witch hunt on Merlin, Mosby putting out all his negativity on her, following up with this indictment for fraud from taking money from her pension during the COVID, saying that her income uh, was affected drastically and she needed to pull this money um, to do, like you made the point to do what she needed to do. Once all of this information was coming out, people started disliking her. People start thinking that she was fraudulent. Oh, because she didn't prosecute Mike and Bobby and Trees for that weed. Now they out here stealing this car. That's how people was trying to make it appear that it's because she didn't prosecute these low-level crimes that crime was just running rapid. It wasn't that. It w- What it really was going on is that the police couldn't harass people versus doing their jobs the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay? So at first they could just pull up on people, do anything, low level. They wouldn't even have nothing on you. What they would say. They'll put something. They'll say, oh, that's weed. They could say anything. But when they when she stopped that, they stopped doing their job. So when people continue to stand on the corner and sell drugs and crimes and all that and stuff like that continue to happen. I'm talking about real crime. Sean is back, by the way. They ain't want to do no work. They did not want to do no work. Well, let's get Sean on here because, you know, my guest segment, I live in it, usually runs from 7.30 to 8.15. Hopefully, we can get him on here now to talk about the 50th years of hip-hop and what he's doing in the YouTube, as well as being an XS energy drink distributor. So, Sean... I don't know what's going on with Mr. Feller. He trying, though. I told you. Mr. Sean love me. We're going to have to give him a training course, Marnie. 
so he can come through the next time. I just definitely do not know um, what is going on. I know Sean is trying to join me all the way from, well, not all the way from, it's not too far away, but from New York. He is in New York, right, Moni? So if he can't get through here tonight, I'm telling you, look at him, still trying. I don't know, uh, Sean, if the phone lines are back working. Are they, Monty? Uh, are the no. phone lines back working? Uh, he could try doing it by his phone. Try getting on by your phone. What is he doing, a laptop? He said, I think he said his computer was having problems with his mic. Oh, yeah. Get, in, get on your phone, Sean. Get on your phone like you did it this, the last time. We still have some more time in the guest segment. And guess what? I'll even run it over a couple of more minutes for you because I definitely appreciate the love and definitely appreciate you trying to come through, good brother. So, yeah, get on your phone. Turn the camera on. Turn that mic on. Set that phone up, though, this time. Set it up. Set it up. Put it on the table. Because <laughs> you remember the last time we was like, I could have had Sean on gag order <laughs> for trying <laughs> be up in that camera i was like wait he must think we can't hear him because he just was real close to the phone you remember um but it was all good uh okay so when trying to bring sean on i i lost my thoughts a little bit talking about merlin mosby but that definitely was my uh opinion that is our news what your news our views so i just had to give you my view on it, I do believe it was a witch hunt ever since she stepped against the grain because she wasn't following uh, traditionally what we've seen here in Baltimore City. People always want to say, say they want to see change until change happens and then people's opinions are you change. But I still love her. I I'm sad in the sea because I, I loved um, her and Nick Smolesby unit. Um, I certainly hope he's not going against her just to continue sitting on the Baltimore City uh, presidency of the city council um, because I'm hearing through the grapevine that his reign is not going to be too long either. Um, but I certainly hope that that's not the case and whatever they're going through, I hope that they can work through it and I hope that he's not because, I mean, Push come to shove. If she's found guilty for this, or they're trying to give her any time, because they they did they sent Catherine Prue, but see Catherine Prue really did <laughs> some stuff and took the people. Yeah, that was a whole different story, right? Um, but they sent Catherine Prue in there with a few uh feds. They did it to my girl Sheila Dixon, who was back running for the mayor um of Baltimore City. So I don't know, Nick. She's gonna need you. This is your wife, okay. Don't do my sister like that. But Merlin Mosby, uh, my prayers are with you, sister. My blessings are with you. I appreciate you being who you were. You stepping against the grain. I know that you were definitely for us. And when I say for us, I'm not making it about a black thing. I'm talking about the people. But it was just wonderful for me to live in my lifetime to see a strong black sister down there running that state to turn the office and going against the grain, doing those news interviews and standing on what you thought that was right, despite all of the negativity and all of the backlash that you received. And just because you were doing 
what you felt was right for the people now look at this they doing you so wrong and that's just my opinion i'm gonna move on yes and then uh the guy who always trying to say that a witch hunt is a witch hunt is a witch hunt is a witch hunt who am i talking about but trump yes <laughs> today uh trump's son eric trump and donald trump jr took the stand an hour apart in his case his civil case uh for financial fraud okay um y'all know in the city of new york we've talked about before that state's attorney up there leticia james brought this suit against them yeah trump lied on a whole bunch of his financial statements he said things were worth more than it was worth to get you know different statuses to receive stuff his taxes y'all remember i knew this man was not did not want to turn over his taxes for no reason it was a reason for that because he knew they wasn't right but that right there is that that's his son Art, right that's her no that's um, that's, donald? that's donald trump jr oh that's donald trump jr okay well that's a better picture of him is that the one you were saying look a little okay yes yeah okay Eric okay. is going to look like, duh. Duh. Uh. duh. Well, anyway, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump took the stand today an hour apart. And just like I called it, when I was on talk lately with Monty, just Tuesday, I said that they were being prepped. Me and Monty acknowledged that. I said, and I'm sure they're being trained on how to say, I plead the fifth or I do not recall. And that's exactly what happened. And every statement asked about these financial documents and what part did they play. All they could say was, I don't recall. They don't recall. They said that they had no part of doing any of the financial statements. They just signed off on them and they took the say-so from their tax attorney or accountant. I read the uh, that article back over money and they did say accountant. So I was talking about money. I'm talking to money about it before I came on the show. And I just was asking the questions. It was like, well, you know, I had had someone to do my taxes before. And I know for a fact, they only put down what you give them. And then when you go to sign off, it's more so are you verifying that your information is correct? They they don't tell you what you made. They don't tell you what your social security numbers are. They don't tell you what your lines are. We all knows that my now that I'm an accountant. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. And as an accountant, we only take the information you give us. We don't create information. We don't do appraisals. We don't mm -hmm. do building assessments or anything like that. That is not our lane. What we do is prepare your financial statements off of the information you provided us. Hmm. And do. that I know. And, and that I we, know. We, it has to be information to that you give. And we even try to stay away from giving advice on what you should do because that yeah. again is not our lane. We're not your financial analysis. We're not your financial uh, your um the person that's going to give you information on trading and all that kind of stuff. That's not our lane. That's what your financial analysis, a financial analysis will do that. 
Right. Even when I used to do or kind of like oversee as a program coordinator, like oversee the hiring process and HR and people used to ask questions about that W4, we never could give any advice. You put, you know, it has instructions on it. I'm just, you know, mentioning that. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, like I couldn't tell you how many dependents you had. Just like when I went and got my taxes, I couldn't tell you uh, like when I went to go file my taxes and I remember me getting certain allowances for paying childcare or what did I put out? Like, yeah, I told my tax prepare that. She ain't make that up. She ain't told me, well, if you put this down here, if you had these deductions, no, not at all. So when they called you in to verify and you signed off on it, you were signing off on basically Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah, because the only thing that we will tell you is if you're lying as an accountant, what we will tell you, if you are lying, you will get penalized. That's what we will do. Hmm. But we're going to take that information. If you say you got 16 kids, we're going to take that 16 kids and put them in your return. And you put down 16, 14 of them kids is what's going to put you in prison. But it's not on us because we only took the information you provided us. <laughs> oh, all I'm going to say is like father, like son, Donald Trump Jr. Stop it. Er, Trump, stop it. But I knew that that was going to be the case in this case. I knew that they were going to avoid answering any questions and basically putting it off like, oh, we're just acting, just oblivious, the same way that their dad do. So I already know what it was given. I just already knew it. I just already knew it. Also, on one of the statements, I seen that he was actually even denying even seeing one of the documents. Like, he don't even read. Oh, what's this? He he don't even know what it is. Mm. And his signature is on it. So I'm like, wow. So I don't know. Um, I know that the prosecutors were asking questions, but I also did as well see in the article that the judge was presenting questions too. So I don't know if like when the prosecutor asked and they were being like avoided. It was like being smart for real. Like even the way that they were saying it, I, I can't quote them, but basically... He was saying that he's going to give the same answer to every question. He don't recall. He don't know. He he only took the advice from his attorney or his financial advisor. That was it. Like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what? So yeah, bullshit. Just like father, like son. Excuse me in the background. Can you turn that down? Thank you. Y'all know. I mean, I'm live, so it'd be live. It's all good, son. Uh, but I'm live, so it'd definitely be live um, up in here. And it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, but that's a good-looking picture of Donald Trump Jr., but it does not look good. It does not look good at all, just like Moni was saying. Uh, they don't tell you what to put. And it had a lot to do with, you know, they were appraising properties for more or I don't know if they were actually doing an appraisal. But what they were saying was that their properties were more were worth more than they actually were or even had more square feet. And you definitely should have known because you were the owner. These were some of the properties that you had a while. I know one of the properties they mentioned was the Mar-a-Lago. 
um, that's, that's down in there. And he had that for a while, I guess, that type of resort. Um, like, it was several things that was fraudulent information, not only the financial part of its worth, but also like, like lying about the square footage and stuff like that to get different money or different funding. What's up? I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the show. You have to wait. You have to wait. And again, that sound is too loud. I gotta be real with y'all. I'm chance real. This is what goes on in the scenes. Go turn it down and wait. Look, I'll be real. Don't ask me no more questions because I'm on here answering questions. Oh no, I'm not because ain't nobody answering me no questions. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody asking me no questions. But hey, that is my life, and if you hear, you better to live for it because that's what it is. Yes, I am a mom, a single mom of three. All of them by the same sperm donor, okay? But all of them are separate apart. I got a grown one, a teenage one, and I got a baby one. And my baby one, they say he just get away with everything. But no, he don't. No, he don't. But he do play with me a little bit. Just But that's my job already. <laughs> and I love him so, so much. So he okay. He going to ask me still when I get over here, like, Ma, how did I do? This is every week. And every week I tell him, be quiet. Don't come and ask me no questions. Don't do none of that. He still do. Uh, but yeah, I just don't know, guys. I mean, what do y'all think? I'm like I say, I'm hoping. I guess I said I ain't got no hate in my blood, right? But for Donald Trump, I just despise him. I just despise him and I despise everything about him. And I guess I shouldn't be judging his sons off of him. But the thing is, y'all know everything. Like, all y'all crooked. Like, yeah. And I guess you don't want to come on and, you know, snitch on your father or make your father look bad. But, like, come on. That's the other So, son. how can I look at y'all? That's the other son? Mm -hmm. That's Eric. That's Eric. Mm -hmm. Okay. He ain't the best looking Eric I know. He ain't the best looking Eric I know. <laughs> it's just like as soon as he opens his mouth, it's going a uh, uh, drool just gonna go down his chin. Something. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Everick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he don't look like an Eric. All the Ericks I know look a little good. They fine. He look like an Everick. <laughs> That's the ugly Eric. But yeah. They, 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 they were ugly today. They were ugly today. So they just went on with their father talking on the side of their neck and everything else like that. They know, they know everything that was going on. And guess what? They were benefiting off it as well. Donald Trump being their father, a fraudulent lying father. And now he has lying sons. It was confirmed today because that's all it was. They lied on the stand. And oh to God. say you, I guess to say that you don't recall stops you from perjuring or, you know, getting charged with perjury, saying that you don't recall. But how you don't recall? But it's not pleading the fifth either. It's not pleading the fifth. It's not pleading the fifth. I guess they couldn't do that. It's not pleading the fifth. Well, but to say you don't recall, like about serious <laughs> stuff like that, like you were involved <laughs> in it. I believe they're going with what they said in their depositions. That's why they keep saying, I don't recall. Because they could have pled the fifth. But mm. pleading the fifth also means, you know, you're pleading the fifth because of guilt. You don't want to self-incriminate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why they mm -hmm. say they don't recall. Don't recall means 
Mm, it could have been, but I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> and that's what they was well, given. I did it. I just don't want to. I don't want to tell you I did it. <laughs> right. And that's what they was given. I told you one of the documents. He even did not even see. They he was looking at it like, what's that? <laughs> they was like, ain't this your signature? He was so. I don't even recall. <laughs> I was a baby. The apples don't fall far from that tree. And 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 Trump ain't no tree because see, I think of tree as a life. And he's definitely look, I'ma say that the grass don't pull that different from the dirt, that patch of dirt. Okay. <laughs> Sean, are you there? Is he there? Oh, he trying. Look at Sean Feller. He Felder. trying. Felder. Felder. I apologize. <laughs> Felder. F-E-L-D-E-R. Y'all got to Google him, guys, because like I told you, he was on the last time uh, talking about the lawsuit that he had against the uh, N-A-T-A? Was it N-A-T? National? No, N-T something. Don't get me to trying to do no quotes and anything like that. Hey, Ramon, same shit. And the white dude on the case, they couldn't recall nothing. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Come on. <laughs> Goddamn line. Goddamn line. If anything, they know they let they know they lied about that money for come up. They know they lied about that money. They know they did. And, and unlike Marlon Mosby, how the government is trying to say she lied and took money. It was from her own money, which was the pension. But Trump lied on shit in the state of New York to get certain credits and to, and to get shit, basically. That's why the whole time when he was the president, nobody ever did that too. I didn't talk about things that nobody ever has done in the presidency. One, going against what the vote was and, and losing it and, and incited that they going resurrection up there. Um, and that was another thing. All presidents had turned over their finances, their taxes. He never wanted to turn them over. But you know, when this court came up, I did hear that he did a lot of, a lot of it was revised. A lot of it was revised. Why would it have to be revised? If you was telling the truth the first time, because you knew all of this was coming out. You didn't think that that black lady and I'm just saying black because she's black because it ain't even matter. I know why. Because some of it, you know, they allowed him because he kept saying, I don't recall. They allowed him mm -hmm. to go back to the notes and update that part. That's what that mm -hmm. was. That's where the revisions came into play because they oh, asked wow. him to go back and figure it and, and basically figure it out. They, oh, they yeah. all, <laughs> but it still doesn't, it didn't help. It really didn't help because the, the fraud is still in place. <laughs> and he's still fraud. You had the fiduciary. Why do we always put cops back on something so tight? Every time I open something, I'll be like, Chad, why talking to myself? Like, why did you put this on so tight? Because you know, what we're dealing with here is the fact that those people, 
Eric Trump, Donald Trump, Eric, uh, you know, um, Donald Trump Jr. They're the principles of the company, right? Mm -hmm. You have the fiduciary responsibility to know what is in your accounting books. Because hmm. it's your responsibility. You're the head of the company. Hmm. You are responsible for everything that happens from the head down. Hmm. Whether you want to blame, you're trying to blame it on the accountants, you're trying to blame it on everybody else besides yourself. But your fiduciary responsibility is to know everything hmm. that happens in your company because you are the managers. Hmm. And, and just like I say, y'all being the fact that you are the managers, you you the company is named after you. So everything right. that happens there, documented or not, is your responsibility. You hmm. pay people to do the work, yes, but you are their supervisors. Hmm. And this was another family. I'm not even going to say family, but Donald Trump, you know, this was another person that people hopped on because they felt like he was hip. Like with his money back in the day. I ain't talking about necessarily when he was president. Um, but they just hopped on him. I remember he he was like kind of brung into our culture. Um, I know he had a lot of references on hip hop songs, um, a lot of, you know, things like that. But Trump don't like black people. <laughs> like that's what Kanye should have been saying when he said, who he say? America. What did he say? That's um, did he say America or did he say Trump? What did he say? Remember he was like down like black people. Who's that? Who said that? Kanye. When he was on TV that time, that thing, he was like, such a such don't like black people. Oh, we're talking about President Bush. Oh, Bush. Um, <laughs> during Katrina. That was during Katrina. Right. But then but then he was riding with Trump. Yeah, Kanye, you crazy. <laughs> uh but yeah, they was lying. That's what's going on in that news. So just like I always tell you when I'm bringing it to you, your news and our views, keep your head, your eyes, and your heart open. Don't let them. Don't let them tell you anything. Don't let them tell you anything. I'm just watching. And I always look at the distance. Thank you, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I, I want I'm calling you Mr. Smith because I don't want to pronounce your first name wrong. I think it's uh, Ramon. Uh, Smith, but I thank you so much. Thank you for commenting tonight. Thank you for being on here discussing all of this stuff with me. I truly do um, appreciate you for all of my other, I don't call y'all fans, I call y'all fam with the M on the end. Make sure you go to the You Better Live page, like it, share it, and come through and be a, a, a rock star, be some light. Like Mr. Smith is being a night and talk to me. I'm surely am enjoying your conversation and having something to go back and forth with, even though I have the great money on with me as well. I'm staying up on these discussions with me because me and Mar we be talking and be like, ah, I wish I, I should talk about that on the air. Or by the time we get on the air, after doing the research, after having our own personal conversations about it, it's like we we not lose the interest, but it's like, all right, we talked about that. <laughs> so, like, it's done, and it does become a bit uninteresting. Um, yes, you know, babe, look, 
you know that's what I do, and they better live for it. I hold it down despite that. Uh, that's what Mr. Smith was saying. The fight, despite the technical difficulties, yes, because when we live, we do know things gonna happen. And despite the technical difficulties, I also was saying in the beginning of my show, despite the difficulties of having people uh, hop on and support me, because I love. I am the, I am the hip to the hop, okay? Uh, but people, just like I said, those people who I felt will support me the most have not. And that was just my encouragement for the night on You Better Live is that, yes, it would be great to receive, what is it, Moni? Accolades. Accolades. Okay, I said it right. Uh, to receive accolades and encouragement from your friends and your family, it will be great. It will be great too. But understand that may be something that you never receive, even when it's due to you. How many times we say people just do not get their flowers enough while they are here? So I'm just saying, don't let that be the drive of your perseverance. Whether you get it from Anybody. Wait, what? You know what I was saying. Was that that perseverance? Was. Perseverance, that's right. Money is not only an accountant, but an English major. <laughs> I'm a journalist. <laughs> but an English major. And that's right. I'm always here growing and learning. I know it's in my thoughts, but like I told you, I got that old Geechee tongue. It's always tell me. Don't translate through the tongue. I understand that a lot. Oh, yes. So you understand. Oh, you saying I'm loving? You saying you calling me Trump? <laughs> no, I know. I know you pictured the word in your head. But okay. It doesn't translate through the tongue. It does not. It does not. And you know what also happens to me a lot of times? I can be thinking one thing, but then, like I told you, I'm already on to my next thought, so I get them a little jumbled up sometimes. You know so I, I do appreciate you, Monty. Okay to fix that, and I can't. But I, I don't do it no more because I can't. Chewing gum, actually, you know, chewing gum was the way I helped to fix that. Because what you do is continuously wrap the the, um, the gum around your tongue. Which gives it oh. some exercise. Okay. That helps I'm you. Not trying. You know, it, it's something that I can't say to today that I learned through chewing gum to say it. Okay. Because it gives you, you exercise. Look, y'all know I ain't the only ones. And <laughs> look, my fam already called out my Baltimore accent. Y'all already know I ain't the only ones. Some right. of them words just be. Getting us, don't it? Now, I'm great in writing. I'm great in expressing myself and everything else like that. But I just got to work on my pronunciation. <laughs> okay. All right. But just keep it open. And just like I said, um, as I do bring you your news and your views, just know that other people's views do not validate what you are trying to do. So just keep on going. You you may not never have a cheerleader. You may not never get an award. You may not never, ever, ever, ever get the props or anything that you deserve, right? But you got to keep on going. And please know, people going high to be hit on what they think is hip and nail, but you just keep on walking, okay?
You just keep on walking and do your thing. Yes, y'all see Mr. Smith. He said follow him. I think he sent out his IG information. He definitely is fam. I definitely had to come through and follow you, good brother. You make sure you do the same. Share my live show. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about your sis right here, okay? Tell a friend about your sis. Let them know about the girl, Chase World, the Empress, Lady Cake Mix, and tell them to join me. Also, always putting that invitation out. Although something happened with my guest coming through tonight on my guest segment of Living It with Sean Felder. Uh, he was not able to come through and connect with us as expected, but that's all right. We're going to have Sean back again. He already has been on the show before, but I am extending the invitation to you. If you are a person that is living it, then you better live is the show for you to come through. So make sure you come through. You can reach out to me at guest at beexposed.com. Is that correct? Am I quoting that right, Marnie? I am. Hold on. Look, y'all wasn't even prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> also, you can reach out. Yeah, I did it. Yes. Oh, I didn't say radio. So if you want to be a guest, email us at guest at beexposedradio.com. You also can reach out to info at beexposedradio.com if you got any questions or any infos. However you decide to hit us up, you can reach out to me in my personal messenger. Yes, I'm Chastity the Emperor's Dorsey on my Facebook page or on my Better Live show page. Also at Chasrill underscore seven on Instagram. I gotta get more into that. I do. Social media is the plug, but I just be like, <laughs> not that I don't want to show y'all love, but I just, uh, I gotta really get on to doing things. But sometimes, like I say, I already told you to hustle and the bustle. Uh, just trying to make sure I'm preparing and can come on here and do a show on Thursday because the time move so fast that's how my hours in the day be i'm telling you and now um i'm working in a new position um over with the baltimore city school system working with special um ed children with developmental and intellectual delays um they know mama chance love the kids ask any of the kids about me like i say i ain't god tell them they tell you i'm it i'm that <laughs> Anywhere you go, you're going to hear about it. Okay, so I talked about this Trump. I talked about the Merlin Mosby, and I brought Merlin Mosby up because I was going to talk about also about that's what I wanted to talk about. Here in Baltimore City, many of you may know it's been on the news. Unfortunately, I can't view it, but I can hear it because my little background noise, buddy. Then broke my TV. Oh, yeah, y'all. Cracked my screen. So I can hear it. I need a new screen. I was trying to get my god brother to come and fix it because he does well with that type of stuff. He actually fixed two of my TVs. My backlight went out. He can't fix them. Um, but it looks like I'm gonna have to purchase me another one. Um, but so I still turn it on and listen to the news in the morning. And not your, not your TV, yeah. huh? That's a TV being a radio. It's a radio. 
<laughs> morning. It's a radio. And then wait a minute. Only like a corner of it was black, right? So I still was seeing the, the screen. The color was a little distorted a little bit. So I was like, I can walk and work with this. This is not too bad so I can get a new one right. But it was irking me. So I wasn't even turning it on. I was like, oh, this is so just like a mess. But you know, so I still was looking at it. And then guess what I did the other day? My OCD always got clean something up. I seen like these little spots on it. I'm like, oh no, why was off? Oh no, let me wipe that. So I think when I went to go wipe it lightly, it just took away. Now it's all black. There's a couple of purple lines going through there. Only thing you can see is like the bottom. Sometimes I do see the bottom. <laughs> Sometimes I do see uh, the bottom. Thing. Yes, I am doing that. Thank you for your advice, but I am doing that. I got an awesome producer who does that for me all the time. Mr. Smith chops it up, do my little clips, put it on YouTube, I um, share it to my page and everything else like that. Um, but yeah, anything you can, yeah, just share. But thank you for that advice. I am doing that and I am going to be more more so getting on that Instagram. I, I certainly am. I know I got to get my followers up on there to be able to go live. I got to do that. But um, what I have been doing lately is when I do get out to get out to events, I go live on my personal page and I usually share the live to the You Better Live. I only do it on my personal page because I get more people kind of um, creeping in on that. Uh, but again, I shared over there to my personal page to, sh to share my experiences while your girl Chats Real is hanging out in the community, out in public. So one of the last things, because you know, just like the week fly, this time fly on here, baby, only got from seven to nine. And it's not going to be long before I be off and out of here. And I will see y'all next Thursday, God willing. I definitely wanted to talk about this about the safe streets here in Baltimore. Now, we've talked about, I always say that, don't it? We talked about it before. It's been a lot of controversy about the safe streets. One, how they were spending money. One, how it was being ran, how it was being overseen. Like, basically, what are they doing? I gave safe streets a lot of props because I do know people personally who work there, and I, a lot of good people, and I know a lot of people that work there, their attentions are well, they're good-hearted people. They are people who turn their life around and they want better for the city of Baltimore. Safe Streets is basically an organization uh, in our community trying to combat unnecessary gun violence and unnecessary violence overall. Their biggest motto is stop shooting, start living. Well, honey, they say a lot of these employees that's up in these positions is not living right. This week, the Safe Street site that is located on Bel Air Road was raided. And this is not the first Safe Street site that has been raided here in Baltimore City. Back some years ago, also a site located on Monument Street had the same fate. And for this uh this investigation here with the FBI, rated by the FBI, mind you. So this is an FBI um, case. Um, 15 warrants went out that day, not for any other safe street sites, but it was particularly this one. And I believe several of um, the employees' houses or whatever else like that uh, was on that list. 
I didn't see if anything they pulled out of these locations yet, but there are sayings coming out that this site had some type of affiliation with the BMS and that they were doing illegal activities out of this site. The, the, the raid that I talked about before, years back at Monument Street, they had pulled guns out of there. They had pulled drugs out of there and, and different things, what have you. Uh, but now the mayor, Brandon Scott, is now speaking up for the program. And in some way, I agree. I believe that it does need to be an overhaul. I have shared that as my opinion before, that I think the initial the initial mission of the Safe Streets has been lost in somewhat, and that is no put down for those good people that I mentioned that I know work within that organization. I also had the pleasure of doing some coordinating um, for them before as well um, through a prior nonprofit organization that I work with that used to oversee the sites. But now mainly these sites are ran by Catholic charities as well as LifeBridge. Um, this particular one on Bel Air Road, I think, is being overseen by LifeBridge. So they basically handle the budget for this site, kind of oversee that. Um, they're responsible to oversee the hiring process and things of that nature and, and, and what have you. But what's happening is Brandon Scott spoke out because people were saying that because of all of this stuff, that keeps just on happening and all these questions that they had, they are suggesting that every safe streets, the program should be shut down. Brandon Scott insists that this program is doing some good for the community and that this transgression of this one site, if any, because he also says, of course, there's an investigation. And of course, if it's anybody there that is illegally doing something or breaking the law, he wants to, you know, that they be prosecuted, but he cannot go on and say that without acknowledging the good people, just like I said, that do work within this organization, are doing things right, and some of the good outcomes that have came from the Safe Street Services. So Brandon Scott does not have the thought right now to close down the Safe Streets. And he just does not want that this this site transgression to be the whole persona of the safe streets as a whole. So I, I finally seen that he was coming out, making his comments on it, uh, because that's what people were saying, that it definitely need to be closed down. I know that it was a whole bunch of mess happening with it. You know, the, the former director over top of that Monsi, Shante Jackson, she left. We also know a couple of the that revolving door that was going on down City Hall with a lot of those positions uh, that over that ran different stuff like this in the community. And one of the biggest things that I'm hearing the citizens complain about is that the safe street does not get audited. All of our city services receive an audit, and this is one that does not. So Brandon also spoke on that, that he definitely would not be against this program receiving an audit, but they would have to, I guess, confirm it with our controller, Ben Henry, to see exactly how that process would go. But he's not against that, as people were saying that he was against. He's not against that, but he's not looking to close down the safe streets. 
I've also heard statements, well, listening to my radio, because I can't look at my TV, of Sheila Scott. I mean, Skilla Shot, Skilla Shot. Look, I told you I'm mixing them up. Of Sheila Dixon, uh, where the Think Streets program was actually uh, launched under her being our mayor in the first time. And she says that it definitely needs to be shut down um, right now just to fix some things and, you know, get to the bottom of it. Maybe she's just saying that, you know, because she's running for mayor and Brandon is the mayor. Um, but then I also later heard her say as well that if she was to become mayor again, that she necessarily wouldn't shut it down. But it definitely would be some re some revisions, you know, that she would consider because she's actually the one who launched the program and brought the program here when she was the mayor. Because and, and when it first started. Just like I say, um, shout out to Dante Boxdale, rest in power, brother. Um, he definitely made safe streets known in our community. He was east and west. He was one of those brothers um, that worked with them. He was one of those br brothers that came from a life, um, of, you know, street life, you know, crime, what I have you. Just, just living, doing what you got to do um, to survive. And he definitely took the lead on when he became employed with them to put their message out or stop shooting, start living, to put their message out on how to communicate with one another, how to be forgiven, how shooting and killing each other was not the answer. He definitely was one of those brothers that had influence over other brothers and, and sisters as well, communities and families. So we definitely pushed that and um, togetherness and everything else like that. I was honored to be able to go down in D.C. a couple of years back um, after he was unfortunately killed himself, which makes it really sad when his message was simply, you know, stop shooting, start living. And it just was tragic that that is how his life ended uh, by actually being shot. Um, but I was able to go down to D.C. in honor of him and kind of just, you know, speak on the safe streets when I was doing some coordinating and everything. So just like I said, I, I've been in the midst of uh, all of this. I do know that it does have its blessings that it has put on the community. But then also, I guess anybody, you know, that that gets somewhere and get a job and it be too. It, yeah, it's, just, it's unfortunate that you know, those bad apples can spoil the bunch. And that's just what's going on with this Safe Streets thing is that it's so much stuff that just keep happening back to back. So that's how people see it as no good. But I know a lot of good did come from it. And I do believe that programs like this are necessary in a city like ours, but they do need to now evolve and reevaluate exactly what the mission is and how they plan on carrying that out. So shout out to all the safe streets workers that are staying in the game, trying to bring, trying to save lives in our community. Really uh, every day, the violence interrupters, uh, what else is another position? Um, the, the community the outreach, and all of them, yeah, they. I know a lot of them that really do their thing, um, but unfortunately, uh, some of them just can't outlive 
uh, what their street life was or, you know, completely get away from it. They want to get away from it. Yes, Brother Tater, that's him right there. Mm, rest in power, good bro. Um, and it was a pleasure to work alongside him. He, he was one of the brothers, too, when I was uh, blessed to come and to do some coordinating for them. And he spoke up for me. You know, he spoke up for me. That that was one of them, even though I, I told y'all, you, you don't need it all the time from people to do your thing. But they definitely were side eyeing me. Here I am, this young black girl coming in there with red locks, you know, asking questions, going against the grain. And he spoke up for me. When when some people was getting me wrong, he definitely let them know where my heart was at. You know what I mean? He definitely, and I did the same thing um, for that good brother. But yes, tragically, he lost his life in the city that he was trying to save. Yes, he did. So that is the legendary Dante Tater Boxdale. They did name a street um, after him. I think it's the Dante Way or the, the Boxdale Way down by the uh the housing complex projects the douglas homes right there on the middle so if you ever in the city go and check it out the street sign that was in kind of honor of him and that is where he lost his life um but just like i say good people like him a lot of other good people that i know remain in those positions their hearts are definitely good and it is unfortunate you know i don't know if the guy or who they were investigating, whoever was involved up here at this belly site, I don't know if he was guilty because, again, they're doing an investigation. They are alleging certain things. But it's sad that when you have something in the community that you attend for good and people get in there and do bad stuff and then mess it up for, like, everybody, it's messed up. Then they mess it up for everybody. You know, I always say that, like, when I go certain places to get certain stuff and people kind of sometimes give you the hard way to go, I say, oh, somebody messed this up for us because this shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> but that's how people do, because I also heard um, Brandon Scott and them now talking about updating the process of the hiring, because usually what they do is they look for ex-offenders or people who have a history of that type of life that are no longer a part of that, who can go and come back in this community and essentially give back, like give back to the community who have some say, who have some type of reputation as being known in the streets, but now have turned their life around and can get respect from their peers, from youngsters, just from the community in general, where they'll listen to them. Like they know that they have an influence, so they'll at least hear them out before they hear out a stranger. So usually that's how they do their hiring process. They're real big on hiring ex-offenders or those type of girls, um, type of women, sorry, those type of women or men who they know have some type of influence on the street. Like it's a whole it's like a whole process. You do have to be vetted. I know that they were questioning the nonprofit organizations on who oversee the hiring now on how the hiring process goes. And the city does acknowledge that State Street's employees are not city employees, but the city is 
involved in the hiring process. Nobody can work with Safe Streets without being vetted. One, through the police department, through the mayor's office, through the mayor. Okay, it's like a whole hiring panel. So they have a representative from B the Baltimore Police BPD. They have a representative from the mayor's office. They have a representative, um, somebody from the community. They also have another representative from another safe streets things. Um, so basically these people vet you in to say that, yeah, you, you're qualified to do this for this program or for this site. I'm telling you, they do. The police check you to make sure you're no longer involved in, in stuff. They kind of do an investigation on you before you are in. The mayor checks you. Even the employees who are there now, they get a background check on them every month. Every month. They pull that information through a system. Or at least that's how they was doing. Well, my but the organization that I work for that oversee this certain safety site. That's what we used to do. Because back then, like I told you, it was already a raid on the one on Miami Street. This isn't the first time it's faced controversy and different things or, you know, stuff like that. So that was a way I believe that the organization I was with probably tried to come, you know, stop some of that. So that was something that we did. They ran a bad check every month. And what was crazy about that through the sieges or the fingerprinting system, like some people would get arrested and we wouldn't even get the alerts. So they start pulling it through another system once um, the employee, uh, you know, ver verify that that could be done or what they would give permission or what is it called? Um, look, I'm losing my thought again. Authorized. <laughs> That's it. Authorized us to do that. That's what we were doing. Uh, but yeah, safe streets. Just stay on the lookout because I know I'm listening. <laughs> I can't see it, but I am listening to see what the outcome is going to be um, from that. And it is. It's unfortunate that when something is set in the communities and neighborhoods to bless us, we have different people that come in and do things that curse it, that just curse it. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. But don't be so fast. To call everything a mess, not necessarily this, but just everything because other people are. Because that was my points that I was bringing out for the night how people hop to be hit. Now, don't you break your leg or break your back trying to hop to be hit. Okay? Do it if you want to and keep living for you and do what you got to do. All right, down to the last. Few, what is it, 10 minutes or whatever of the show. I definitely have to give my shout out. Of course, I shouted out my guest, um, Sean Felder, who was supposed to join me tonight. Sean Felder um, was a brother who distributes for the XS energy drink. He was going to come on here tonight to talk to me about the 50 year um, celebration of hip hop. I think he was telling me that he was going on to do uh, like he does videos on YouTube talking about different hip hop artists 
um, that he liked, you know, the old school ones or the ones we now consider old school. Look, I told you I went to that Busta Rhymes and that 50 Cent concert and had the time of my life. I had a good time. Me and my BFF Muff. Yes, we had a good time. And look, my, my, look, my friend even called me like, Chaz, best friend, we going down here, we going down here. I said, God, Lee, you trying to go to all the shows. He said, what you told me? You better live. I said, oh, yeah, I live for that. So I later, when is it? Is it next month? No, it's in December. I'm going to the Lil Wayne uh, Winterfest. And now we are ready to get tickets for the CMG. Yeah, so I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And I am going to go live and make sure I take pictures as well. When I went to the 50 Cent and the Busta Rhyme concert, I took a couple of videos and made reels of them. But I'm not one of them people that want to be there all night with my phone up and stuff. I want to enjoy it. I did a lot of that at the uh, at the hype ball that I went to um, a couple of weekends back, put on by the icon, Marquise Revlon, Marquise Clanton. And yeah, and I was like, you know, I was still holding it, but sometimes I would get lost. I'd be like, oh, I ain't even in the frame, I ain't in the picture. So I don't like doing that. Like when I go somewhere, I'll go live, I'll try to do a little video, and like I said, do the real, but I don't want to sit there all night with my phone, with my phone out. Like I came to see the show. I don't like that. I don't like doing that. <laughs> Look at me, I'm always not liking something, ain't I? Uh, but you know, I love y'all. So let me finish up with my um, shout outs. Thank you, Sean, for trying to come through. You already know what to do. You're always welcome to come back. I already let y'all know you can be a guest anytime, share all that information. You know, usually when I'm on here, the phone lines are always open, 443-642-9403. But if you can't call, then just chat it up. Yes, chat it up. For like my good brother did tonight, who I'm living for, Ramon Smith. You better live. Shout out to him for coming on here and having a conversation with me through the chat. Definitely showed me some love. Also, I want to give a shout out to Be Exposed Radio, Be Exposed Media. Yes, my good brother Marnie's birthday is coming up. He don't care too much about birthday. And I won't be giving him a card. Uh, but I definitely end up in the receptacle. <laughs> At the recyclable. In the receptacle. Tell me you're going to at least recycle it, Marnie. Uh, if it's in a way, if it's here. <laughs> <laughs> ain't even going to make it in recycle. Yeah, he is all the way. But y'all know, it's Scorpio season. I say it again, Scorpio. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Because like I said, when it's their season, you better watch out. You got to watch out for them all year young. But I'm telling you, during the Scorpio season, they be about their business, and if you ain't about your business, then you ain't the business gets away from me. And they be minding their business a whole lot during their um during their season too. They don't care. Mm -hmm. they, they don't care. They ain't all that here, so they ain't got nothing to do with me. They all be about their business. Uh-huh. All I want for my birthday is a brand new vehicle. And you <laughs> on your way to get on Saturday. Speak it, okay? He on his way to get it, and he gonna be cruising on his birthday. <laughs> we gotta do something, yes. Um. Also, who else do I know is a Scorpio? I think I already had shouted out 
uh, sister Irene, Rainy Rain, her birthday is coming up, I believe, on the 6th. My little cousin, Tiara, I believe Tiara turned, what, with 22? Goodness, I'm getting young. They the ones getting old. <laughs> My son will be 23 this year, but he ain't a Scorpio. He a Capricorn, but he definitely coming up because the time is flying like nobody's business. Up on the charts for them Zodiacs is the Libras, right? No, not Libras. Libras already passed. It's them Sagittarius. Them Sagittarius is coming up now. I love me a Sage. A lot of my best uh, friends and best guy friends growing up with Sagittarius. No, not like that. Like, no, they was really my friends. Um, all my life, uh, Brother Ramon was talking about my accent, Baltimore accent, but you know, I always been rough and stuff with my Afro pops. Yes, I used to wear Afro pops when I was little. Um, but I just always had um stronger connections and, and, and longer relationship with guys. And it wasn't nothing like that. I know it's hard for people to believe. People think a guy and a girl can't be friends like that. But in my lifetime, I had more brothers than I did sisters. Now, in my adult life, I am and I'm so appreciative of making some very meaningful um, relationships with some women that I love dearly and who has spoke life into me and I do the same for them. And I wouldn't change our connection for the world. Not for the world. Not for the world. So I guess I am involving in that regard. Um, but I always be like, I ain't got no friends. Uh, I don't, though, because those people who are dear in my life right now, who I consider a friend, I always say they family. I'm going to start calling you something. Aunt, cousin, aunt. <laughs> um, brother, sister. You're going to be something. I ain't going to just say... Uh, my friend. So if I get on y'all nerves with that, I apologize because you know what? I fam you real quick. But it's all out of love. Just like I said, when you come through here, you my fam. You my fam. All that fan stuff, get out of here. I mean, be a fan of me. If that's what you want to do, that's cool, right? Fan. That's cool. That's cool to have a fan. Um, But I hope that you get that I'm definitely open to give you back all the love. Um, that you gave me. So for those I forgot to shout out, if your rain is in the Scorpio season, forgive me. Forgive me. I can't even say blame that on my tongue because I ain't say it right. But don't blame it on my heart. Um, blame it on my head um, because I'm definitely not one of those persons that's out of sight, out of mind, or out of heart. So Scorpios, stand up. And if you are living in the Scorpio season, yeah, let's chat about it. You can come on the show, chat me out, say, hey, Chastity, send me a message in there and say, give me a birthday shout out. And certainly will do. I told you, you come through for me, then I ain't got no problem coming through for you. But my style is, I, I come through anyway. You know what I mean? I come through anyway. That's just what I do. I'm healing. I am growing. And I am glowing. And yeah, more life more love. Let's live. Okay? Let's live. So, next week, I don't know what my topic is yet. I don't know if I'm going to have a guest on a living in this segment. I just don't know. But what I can assure you is that I am going to be back next week. Keep on encouraging you, hopefully inspiring you to just live. 
Okay. I um, pray on all my shows. I talk to my higher power. You know, I do my meditation. I do all of that. And I am a light. We here next week. We weren't supposed to. Oh, we not supposed to, is we? We weren't. I was supposed to be in the Dominican. Oh. (laughs) And then your birthday Wednesday. So just let me know. Oh, no, we'll be here next week. I might can't make it look. He said, I don't know. We'll be here next week. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm doing my show. Okay, so we'll be here. <laughs> look, I told you, look, them Scorpios in their yes, season, baby. And, and look, in their season, they be about their business. They, they they family, we could have, I could have did my show from the Dominican. Okay. And I'd just been sitting on the beach. <laughs> okay. Right. Especially how you were. And talking about his show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gave him a shout out just for being who he is, giving me this opportunity to come through on this Be Exposed um, platform, giving him a shout out because his birthday is coming up on the 8th, right? Six days on the way. Um, and also on his, no, the day before his birthday, gotta give him a shout out. You gotta mm-hmm. tune in on Be Exposed Radio to talk lately with Monty. Uh, Monty has been inviting me to come through there and I have been having a good old time talking to him. I told him I feel I feel like a comedian on your show. Yeah, <laughs> I feel good. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm talking about something, and only because we talked about the differences of actually having to be on screen and trying to you know connect and look into you and all that. But Marnie does it the way I gotta look at TV. He does it like <laughs> the radio way, so you're just listening and actually not well, looking. Two things that we're talking about next week is on is based in Baltimore. But you know, I, I do my show based on the world, not based on a t- particular area. But we are doing right. two things that are based on Baltimore next week, and that's the, uh, one of them is the consent um, the consent decree um, on the wastewater. Okay. Um, and the fine that they had to pay that was in the millions, 4.75 million. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the um, the police oversight committee, the new committee that they created. Okay. So that's two things that we're going to get on, on topic on, on Tuesday. Those are my two. Okay. Things. Those are cases, two right? Of my cases. Those, those, yeah. those are cases. And I'm going to come yeah. on like my sister Kyle, who they trying to say I'm looking like in. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'll be back. Next week, make sure you check out Talk Lately with Monty coming through Tuesday at 7 as well. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you join me next Thursday at 7, okay? You know I love to come through for you. Come and talk to me. Your news, our views. We know what it is and we know what it gives. It's more than life to die. So, yeah, you better live. God loves you. God bless you. More love. More light. Let's live. See y'all next week.